like, you, sometimes you'll work with a headliner who's like really awesome, right? And then you'll work with some headliners that are just kind of like, I don't really give a shit about watching you. Like, I just want to sit here and do whatever um, and then go up and do my time and then not shake your hand when I walk out, you know? Mm. So, um, but they were just like, stood there and like, line and all these people lined up to take their photos and they took time with all of them and you know they were reposting all their instagram stuff like from the out in the line i mean it was just good it was nice to see like real genuine you know comics and you know performers i think we need more of that this is amigos pc if you were looking for a highbrow fancy smart Regal Podcast with hosts that love to talk about horse riding, badminton, and trips to the vineyard. You're in the wrong place. This is Amigos PC. If you're looking for drinking, random nonsense, stunts, shenanigans, and balls out craziness, you've hit the jackpot. This is Amigos PC, and this is Scott and Mark. It's the Migos Podcast. Welcome everybody back. Uh, today's guest uh, is a failed skydiver, uh, motivational speaker, stair climber, husband, father, and Phoenix comedian, Steve Shortbus Kraus. Thank you for calling Disney customer service. Don't get the vaccine. Look what happened to me. Guys, you can get the vaccine. I don't care. <laughs> What's up, guys? How are you? How you doing? Uh, I don't know. Thanks for coming on. Um, as we're kind of talking offline, uh, I met you at the Trailer Trash Tammy um, shows just this what, like past week, week and a half mm-hmm. ago or so. Yeah. Uh, and you were the opener. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> surprisingly, you actually <laughs> that joke. <laughs> opening up which was a hit uh i think it was more uh a shock to like half the crowd and then the crowd that maybe like actually knew you or or, you know uh know your stand-up were laughing because i was dying when you came up my wife sitting next to me she's like is that him? I'm like, that <laughs> is hilarious. <laughs> that is yeah, awesome. you know, it, it's fun. It's fun to do it. Um, for the people who weren't there, I actually went up with a mask on and I just started like punching myself in the face, like trying to get my mask off. And then it, I made it into this big old long thing and like it was like the most like. Like when I'm normally trying to tie my shoes, kind of thing, you know. Um, it, it was it was tough. It was a struggle. And uh, so once I got it off, then I yelled that, like, "Don't get the vaccine! Look what happened to me!" And I just let it sit, you know. I just let like the people, like you said, like half of them are like, "Holy shit! Like this dude gonna talk like this all night? Like how long is he doing? Like is he okay? I think he's like bleeding." Uh, you know, but I, I do it 
I do it mainly one because it's funny. Uh, you know, some people ask me like, "Well, at the end, you say I'm sorry, I'm not retarded," and you know, do people get mad when you say that? And you know, I got to remind people, you know, like, I'm disabled. I can say that shit, right? <laughs> like you all walkers, you can't, okay? And and. There was one time I did that joke, and at the end,、uh, this lady came up to me and she tapped me on the shoulder, and she she was like, "Hey, I want to introduce you to some friends of mine." And I was like, "Sure, no problem." And she moved away, and there was like twelve mentally disabled people there, and I thought, "Shit, this is how I'm gonna die." Right, because like I was literally up there acting retarded. I said retarded, right? And like, and I was kind of in awe that there was twelve of them and only one person watching them. Because I mean, I don't know. I mean, you never know when those guys are gonna snap. Right? <laughs> like I'm just just being real.、Um, but I mean, they loved it. They loved it. I was like, they were like, they felt like I included them. You know, and I was like signing their fries, grocery receipts, and and all that stuff. I mean, it was great. It was one of my favorite memories.、Um, but the other reason I do it is because when I go on stage and I am in a wheelchair and I I'm already at a disadvantage at the time that somebody sees me, right? So like any comic who goes on stage. The second they walk behind the curtain or out the door, they're already being judged. You know, people are like,、oh, "Who's this asshole?" You know, like, "What's he gonna tell me that's funny that I haven't heard already?" And、um, but being disabled, it, it takes it to another level because you know, people's minds—it's like, like, like you said, like, is this guy gonna talk like this? Like, what the hell's wrong with this guy? Like, is he just gonna tell like shitty handicap jokes? I'm like, yeah, I am. And so strap in.、Uh, but I, I do it because I, I try and get to that right away, right? So then that kind of breaks the ice, you know, in a weird, twisted, fucking way. It breaks the ice, but. It also lets people know, hey, you know what? I'm cool with being disabled. I don't feel sorry for myself, you know. So you shouldn't either. So you have two options: like you, you sit there and enjoy the ride, or you use your god precious given legs and walk the fuck out. So <laughs> usually they stay and enjoy the ride. So, but yeah, that's why I do it. I really do. And plus, looking at people's faces, it、yeah. really—it's it, hilarious. It, I think next time I do it, I'm gonna somehow record what I see up there because there's a lot of, you know, and then there's a lot of guys tapping their buddies like, "Holy shit, is he a midget? I can't wait to tell Bob at work tomorrow," you know, kind of stuff. So, but it's fun. It, it, it really is. You made mention that you know when people come out and they're like, "What, what do we expect?" Being in the audience、uh, and seeing you do that up at a stand-up live where we were,、mm. you could feel that. Like、mm-hmm. people sitting next to me, around. Like I know you, so when I and I didn't even know you were going to be opening. So、mm-hmm. having that treat come out, I was excited. Yeah, and everyone around is like. What is happening? <laughs> right, and what's funny is because when I'm outside before shows, there will be people who've seen me before, and they'll 
start to like try and talk to me but then they remember that opening joke and so they won't tell their friends and so they'll just sit there and they'll just watch their friends during the whole opening part and normally i would do like i would actually do a couple jokes like that and um and then hit them with it but with the vaccine thing i was just like this is gold right like (laughs) just hit them with one hard and then you know and and it was it was um you know it was fun you could feel it and i was the first time I did it because I had never worked with Tammy before Chelsea Lynn. I, I had never met her. Um, so, um, you know, I'd seen a couple of the videos and things like that, um, that she had done, uh, before. And, but when I noticed a lot of like women coming to the show, like kind of that older mid age, you know, like kind of that, that range, I was just like, sometimes they don't like it. <laughs> you know, there's, there's always one, there's always one that's like this guy's an asshole <laughs> you know but um yeah it's fun i uh, i'm glad everybody gets like a kick out of it you know have, have you ever had a situation where someone walked out or was like super offended or like got crazy and like was like you're too much kind of thing yeah um they're usually like special ed teachers <laughs> that, like that come to shows and you know so they they don't you know you get you get one or the other one of them is like the one the people i love talking to after shows are the parents of people with disabled kids Mm -hmm. right you know parents that have disabled kids because a lot of them are you know new parents you know have never had a disability in their family or just dealing with it and just the one comment I always get is that, you know, it's great to see that even though you're disabled, you still get up there and you still have fun and you still do what you do. Um, and then you get the special ed teachers that are like, I have an autistic kid in my class and you told a joke about him, you know, and I'm just like, what's his name? Gary. I don't know him, so I wasn't making fun of that one. <laughs> you know, like I don't know. I don't talk and, to him. I don't talk to him. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and it, you know, it's. But I have had some people get upset, and you know, it's rightfully so. But I mean, it's it's they can feel however they want, but I'm just not going to change who I am. You know, I'm still going to do the shit, and if I get canceled, I get canceled. But you know, whatever. Like I. I just want to stay true to who I am. You're a wheeling fast pass, so mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. what I mean? yeah, man. They changed that. They Did changed they? that. Some yeah, some guy in Florida was um, renting himself out to like families and was just going to oh, Disneyland, and they would pay him like five hundred bucks for the day, and he would go and cut them all in line, you know. And then Disneyland's like, dude, yesterday your family was white. And now they're Indian, you know, or, or whatever. And it's like, yeah, so they ended up getting busted. So they ended up changing the whole, like, fast pass thing for, you know, disabled people. And um, we actually went to Disneyland right before COVID happened um, because uh, my uh, ramp daughter, um, I, I have uh, ramp kids we don't say the word step in my house. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. 
going to let that one sink in. That one takes a minute for people. Um, but no, she was doing a dance. Uh, her dance group like uh, got chosen to dance there. So we went out and it was literally like Kobe just died. And, you know, and then um, COVID was coming around and you only saw like one or two people wearing a mask, you know, at Disney. And it was just like, you would see all the lines. And I remember because I can't ride all the rides, you know. And uh, I remember sitting there waiting for my family. They were all in like Pirates of the Caribbean and the line was like half a mile long. And I, I didn't have my phone because I would have took a picture of them and like, somebody in this line's got COVID, <laughs> you know, because oh, it was nuts. You know, just people walking around shoulder to shoulder. And then a week later, that changed. And uh, I was thinking, shit, could if I would have just waited a week, I would have just saved five grand. So For real. Yeah, before we were talking, we were saying how it's not the the most happiest place. I mean, when you have kids, like when you take kids with you, it's just such a expensive, fun time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it really is. And then, yeah, I mean, there's so many people there because I used to live in California, and I remember going as a kid, and I never remember having to like stand in line for an hour and a half to get on Dumbo. Right. Like I now it's just ridiculous. And then, you know, people just running around because they get those stupid fast passes and run into people and stuff. Like, we got to get to Thunder Mountain in two minutes. You know, like, bro, you're at Universal Studios, dude. You ain't going to fucking make it. Okay. Like, <laughs> like that. But yeah, cutting in line's cool. It's fun. Something you all can't do and get away with. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, before you had talked about, uh, or we were talking about, uh, you know, opening up with Tammy, and mm-hmm. we've been avid KUPD listeners since I can remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and you know, that's where we first heard of you. It, it, mm-hmm. uh, you frequently coming on KUPD, telling your jokes, you know, interacting with the show and things like mm-hmm. that. Um, and even then, back uh, when we first started, and I'm talking like a, 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 at least a decade, maybe. Mm. Uh, you were st- still you were opening for you know larger clubs. I, I think Stand Up Live just maybe had opened or or yep. had been open a couple of years. You, mm-hmm. you were constantly you know doing like a feature or a headline or so- something along those lines. Mm-hmm. How does that process work when we when you have like a bigger name? Uh, like Tammy come into town and um, is it just like you have a bat phone or, or (laughs) I wish, you know, I mean, I'd be rich, dude. I want to be living in a trailer park right now. If I had a, if I had a bat phone, shit, Um, (laughs) you know, I, I, when I first started and I, I've been doing it about 15 years. Um, when I first started, it was, uh, through a comedy class. I was doing a uh, Tony Bissex comedy class. And, uh, then through that, at that time, the only real club was like the big club was the improv. And before I started doing comedy, I would go and see comics. And that's where kind of the, the extra push to, 
Like, I literally remember watching Jim Brewer just destroy the room and sitting there and thinking, I'm like, man, I want to do that one day. You know, I'm, I think I have the balls to do it. You know, why not? I can't feel them anyways. Let's let's do it. And I kicked in the nuts, right? Um, and so... That's how um, you do it. That's how you yeah, do it. that's how you do it. Just kick them in the nuts a few billion times. Um, yeah. Sure. Right, right? Um, but then it was the whole goal was to perform at the improv. So then I ended up by just chance i mean i would i would go and hang out at the club i would do some comedy contests and you know dan murr at the time was the owner and he would see me and then one time i got a phone call that you know i got to uh open for the very first time and it like happened to be russell peters and you know it was like at first it was like who's russell peters (laughs) no i'm just kidding um it was really cool you know i mean it was and pure luck i mean that the one time the guy gets open for is you know now like you know one of my closest friends you know i asked him to be my daughter's godfather you know like so then then it was kind of hanging out at the club a little more and meeting some of the headliners the one that really kind of broke it for me was pablo um i had met uh pablo francisco had met him and he was you know, coming in yearly. I mean, Russell was so big, it was just like a random, you know, once every other year. And so I had met Pablo and uh, he just said, hey, you want to do a guest spot? I was like, sure. And I went up and did a guest spot. And then he's like, you're going to do every show. And so I ended up doing the entire weekend and then became close with him. And then once, you know, once he's working with Russell and you're working with Pablo and you're, you know, doing things around town, you start kind of building some like credibility, I guess you would say. And the club would be like, okay, you know, um, you know, we know he can hold his own. The headliners like him and the crowds like him. So then it just kind of, you know, started growing from that. Um, but um, like the Tammy weekend, I um, Matt Komen, he's one of the book, he's the main booker for the improv and stand up live. And every now and then I'll send him an email just saying, hey, you know, if you got anything open, let me know. And I actually found out the day before <laughs> that I was going to open uh, for her. And, um, you know, it was awesome. I had the same feeling opening for her. And this is no bullshit, right? No bullshit. I had the same feeling opening for her that I did for Russell when I first started. I mean, because her crowds were, they were like crazy and ruckus, but they're respectful, right? There's like a huge difference Um, because a lot of them are YouTube fans. I mean, people were coming in from Kansas, like, and watching every show the entire weekend you know and there were people that were coming night after night but you know they were they were polite i mean people were standing out in line you know like way down to the to the end and no one was complaining and i mean it was just it it was a different type of crowd you know and they were great and you know um through it i mean i got a lot of instagram followers now and then i'm like shit now i gotta do instagram um (laughs) you know i'm asking my rant boy how do i you know do a story i'm like do i post this here i don't know dude like um 
ramp. Post. You know, awesome. yeah, yeah. Because now uh, I'm, putting, I'm putting it together. You got it now, yeah, I got ramp it. girl. I finally got it. So I got two I ramp boys. I finally ramped yeah. up and got it. He ramped up and got it. There's hope. <laughs> There's hope. Yes. Um, but they were they were awesome. They were unbelievable. I've never had that many in all the years of doing comedy after. Because every now and then you meet people after the shows, and you know, like they might buy some merchandise, or oh yeah, I'll follow you, or you know, add you, and they never do. You know, and it's cool. It's whatever. You're drunk. I don't really give a shit. You know, um, <laughs> and that's why I'm not famous because I just don't give a shit if people don't follow me. Um, I'm kidding. Um, please, please, but, but yeah, I mean, yeah, please follow me, Jesus. Please follow me. I gotta get out of here. You guys have no idea what I'm going <laughs> through right now. I don't know if Disneyland guys. Yeah, yeah. underneath Disneyland. You, you know, I put the happiest place on earth, like as my background, to hide the not so happiest place behind it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, but you know, they were a great crowd, and like you know. Um, Tina and uh, Libby were unbelievable. You know, I've never done a show with just like three women, right? And I had thought they'd been doing comedy forever. I mean, they were just like real natural. They're real funny, you know. And and then like the the second night, I was talking to Tammy, and I was just like, she's like, yeah. I was like, I, I go, how long you been doing this? She goes, three. I go, oh, three years. She goes, no, three weekends. I was just like. What? what like i like i've been doing this 15 years right and i'm the most like seasoned person in here but no i'm just kidding they i mean but the one thing i loved about them are who they are as people yeah. and that's what i was referring to earlier um before we got sidetracked with the horrors behind me um the uh <laughs> the um um they're just unbelievably nice people. Like, you, sometimes you'll work with a headliner who's like really awesome, right? And then you'll work with some headliners that are just kind of like, I don't really give a shit about watching you. Like, I just want to sit here and do whatever um, and then go up and do my time and then not shake your hand when I walk out, you know? So, um, but they were just like, they stood there and like, line and all these people lined up to take their photos and they took time with all of them and you know they were reposting all their instagram stuff like from the out in line i mean it was just good it was nice to see like real genuine you know comics and you know performers i think we need more of that yeah definitely i agree uh we we did the um the meet and greet my my wife all out with it uh the night that we went uh, and, and yeah, she was taking pictures. Completely, it's just not what I was expecting, which was amazing. Um, and I don't really follow her uh, or, or like know a lot of the content other than what the wife tells me. Uh, yeah, as soon as I saw her on stage and she's doing her trailer trash Tammy stuff, I you could tell night and day when before and then after. Right. Uh, and they asked me they asked me they were like why aren't you out there doing meet and greets this is why people you don't want to shake that shit hey see that that's like the et finger half handshake right and you know i hate meet and greets man like i love the people but it just gets awkward it gets really awkward people come up and try and do this like like they'll go in to like 
pound my fist, you know, and then they'll see my hand and then they'll halfway stop. And then I'm like swinging at them, you know, trying to like hit their, like fist bump them. And then you'll get the people that'll go in for the handshake and then see the ET fingers and they're like, shit, is this guy contagious? You know? <laughs> um, so yeah, but, um, yeah, they were great. Meet and greets are great. Um, I'm like, yeah, meet and greets are great. But just not for you. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't mind them. I don't yeah. mind them. It's it, it's a lot it's, different, part, though, I think, for me. It's the gig. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a little different for me now um, because um, I'm sober. Um, so a lot of, you know, a lot of times I was at the shows, I was just drinking, like, you know like a fish to party with everybody and then after the show you know you just have two drunk assholes in the lobby you know talking about what bar we're gonna go to you know what i mean and um so now it's just it's and i like that it was fun (laughs) um now i'm sober and i'm fucking responsible and i got a job and a house and hi honey um uh, um, now it's just kind of weird because you'll get those drunk people that'll come up to me, you know, after the shows and just want to like, like, yeah, you want a shot, <laughs> shot you You know, they don't really offer me drinks anymore. They used to, mm. but I never got was when I was so when I started getting sober. I would tell them, I was like, why don't you just give me five bucks, dude? Like, why? And then they'd be like, no. And I'm like, oh, I don't have any cash. There's an ATM right there, man. You just offered to buy me a $12 shot. You can give me five. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. So I got three ramp kids and I got one daughter, right? And and I'm working from home, okay? Thinking, all right, cool. Working from home. Hell yeah. Like, this is beginning 2020, right? And like, March Madness is coming around. It's going to be great. Um... And then they shut down schools. And then I was like, shit. Now I got to wear pants in the house um, during the day. Um, and but I, I can't. I'm not a, I'm not a teacher, right? I'm, I'm a comedian. I can't teach. Like, I was giving my kid bonus points on his history test because the question was, who was Abraham Lincoln? And he wrote a vampire slayer. It was just like, you know, it's per. There's a movie about it. There's a movie. There's a movie. It's got to be real, you know. And then, how did you discipline your kids? How'd you guys do it? Yeah, during like yeah, like, dude. I lined them up outside my bedroom and went inside and put on a shirt and tie one day, and, and then I acted like the principal. I told him to come in one by one. Just be like, what are you doing? What are you in here for? This is the second time you hit your sister. <laughs> like, yeah. I And I was wearing my headset outside one time. And one of the neighborhood kids was riding by. And he was like, hey, what game are you playing? <laughs> it was just like, it's called responsibility, bro. It sucks. Like, Don't grow up. Keep failing online English. <laughs> Like, yeah, I don't. I don't know if you'd really want to call to your what kids they game. do gaming. Uh, it's not the gaming that we were doing when we were kids. Like, 
if they play Fortnite for a little bit and, and the attention is yeah like with uh, I don't know if I'm gonna call yeah. Fortnite gaming no, like, online but... do they game online okay I've heard the most disgusting <laughs> but hilarious things come out of my middle ramp boy's mouth gaming. He's like 13 and I don't like I always know when he's banned from Xbox because he just sleeps, right? You know, so I know he's in trouble, but I've heard some stuff come out of there. It's just like, you know, who are you right he's like the sweetest quietest kid you know but then when you put a headset on him it's just like you motherfuckers <laughs> i'm gonna fuck you up <laughs> like you're just like yeah 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 your mom should have killed you like shit like that and i'm just like whoa tiger easy I'm like, are you playing with kids from school? Am I going to get a call from their parents? You know, are you threatening to murder Billy's mom? <laughs> like, what's, what's going on in there? Yeah. 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 I'm like, yeah. I'm not dealing with that shit, bro. So now I'm trying to twitch. So, um, <laughs> so you mentioned twitch. Are you trying to actually stream in... Uh, play video games with your son, or, or... <laughs> oh no, no, he won't play with me. They won't play with me. No, no. Yeah, how many times I've asked them? Like, I, I've tried to bond, right? You know, because I mean it's different, you know. Um, you know, because I'm not the real dad unless they need money. Um, but you know, and <laughs> um. So I always ask, like, hey, you want to play? You know, and then the oldest, the oldest ramp boy would be like, you suck. You know, like, your hands don't work. You know, like, it'd be easy. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, they won't let me play with them. I, I, I've even asked, like, I even said, I was like, hey, look, I can't play the game you're playing, but can I put the headset on and talk to people while you play? Like, that's all I want to do. That's all I want to do. They, yeah, yeah, and and they won't let me do it. Nope, they won't let me do it. But yeah, yeah. So my daughter's four, and we play a lot of Minecraft. I tried to, <laughs> I tried to do uh, Minecraft uh, with yeah. my son, and I trying to build. For the exception of building like a rectangle box that we could get in, I I don't know. I don't get the point of the game. Like it's it's too difficult. It's mm. not too difficult, but it is for me to understand it. It it just does. It doesn't. It's not appealing. I guess it's not mm. what what I was playing when I was a kid. Essentially, yeah. No, no. I mean, with my hands, I wasn't playing Legos, Lincoln Logs, blocks, none of that shit, right? So it was like, now you want me to put a bunch of boxes together and put a flower pot on them? Yeah. Uh, so what I'm trying to do, and I put this on my Facebook, is I'm trying to build the largest house in the shape of a handicap symbol in Minecraft. So, nah. so I posted a picture on my Facebook at Short Bus Comedy of the foot. I got the foot done, right? 
Yeah. So now I'm just like building the legs going up, right? And they're like the stairs. Yeah, I, I need a life. Yeah, that, that's just bullshit, dude. Like, whatever. Handicap is a handicap, right? Like, it's just like. It's like, if that was like a Tesla wheelchair, then I'd be like, all right, that's fucking cool symbol, right? Yeah. Yeah, but whatever. Um, a wheel's a wheel, in my opinion, right? It gets you, gets you one place to another. Um, handicap symbols. But, uh, so I, I'm scared to, like, play online. Right, because yeah. I hear my I hear my ramp boy yelling all the time, and that's how when I hear that, that's what I think is gonna happen to me, right? No. Uh, yeah. Okay. So like I I have uh, on my computer I play like this F1 2020 like Formula One racing right game, okay. and so I would do like the career mode and stuff like that and all that good stuff, um, but I would never play online because I was scared. Right, I'm just like, man, I'm just gonna get yelled at, dude. And that's that's a shitty feeling, bro. That's like getting heckled by your kid, <laughs> you know. When you got when you got a 12 year old telling you shit that makes you want to go to therapy, that's a shitty situation, man. Like, I'm not trying to put myself in that. So I went on Twitch, right, and I created this page. And creating a name for your Twitch is like harder than naming your firstborn kid. Okay, like it, it really is. So, so like me being the dumbass I am, I came up with like you know a a coffee sucks right just something so stupid and so i was wanting to see what other like do they call them twitchers see i don't even know what they're called like are they called tw- yeah. <laughs> tweet I, I believe you i don't know twitcasters i don't i don't know i don't even know what they're called um so i started like following one right and i clicked on it and he was playing live and he was like double a battery coffee sucks thanks for the follow and i'm just like i gotta think of a new fucking name dude like <laughs> all, these, all these gamers are gonna think i'm talking about batteries batteries and, and coffee yeah you know, yeah exactly I think, but, they call, I think they call themselves uh tweakers Do they is that what it yeah right because they're just tweaking and staying up all night that makes sense right that yeah sense. Like, should be called that. hey guys hey guys like, they all live, they all live in a patch Y'all live in AJ, is that what you said, Mark? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Fucking AJ. Good old AJ. Yeah. <laughs> I live close to AJ. That's why is I it, say it. It. But not in AJ. I'm making it. It's oh, actually man. like they're trying to build it up. They're right. Trying to get like nice. they're, yeah. It's because all people move from California. I know. They're so. buying up everything. Yeah. Is the, desert, yeah. is the desert flame still there? If you know. Strip club. Nope. He's looking around. You don't know. <laughs> so it, it must be. It must be. Yeah. I, <laughs> that's funny you mentioned that place, though. Oh, God. That's funny. It's so long. It's been like 15 years since I've been there. You went there? I did. God. It, was like, it was like a Wednesday. Oh. And let's just say it was a Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> you just Which is probably wait. what Saturday holds for the, that place, too. But it was not wait. the greatest. Yeah, it's like leaving a Hooters, just smelling like glitter and failure. <laughs> Basically, that is what Desert Flame is. Uh, yeah, yeah, they have the A crew there uh, all the there time. Is no, there is no A crew. Oh yeah, basically. Yeah, we're, we're constitute. 
what constitutes a crew of full set of teeth like, <laughs> yep, yep. Like, a, a FICO score like whatever it may be like just like right a, a 300 score <laughs> a pulse they're SAT scores yeah yeah, they're all going to med school. They have to be able to know their uh, their real name, not their stage name. Right, right. That could be right. Like, that could be Candy like, told me. Yeah, it's with an I, not a Y. Yeah, yeah. I remember one time um, I was at MCC and I was going from class to class, and this girl was walking by and she was pretty hot. And um, some guy was walking by her. He's like, "Hey, Sapphire." <laughs> Like, ah. and she's like looking like this and I'm like now I slow down my wheelchair right because I want to know like sapphire what's up a sapphire you know and uh, so then he's like yes sapphire right from Lee Girls and and like her boyfriend or some dude was with her I shoot I don't think it was her boyfriend it was some guy and she was so fucking embarrassed you know and she tried to play it off right and then uh, she kept walking and the guy was like fuck you I'm not buying you a drink next time and I was just like yes stripper wow. that is yeah. awesome it was, yeah and- it fucking MCC, dude. She's doing the right Crazy thing, though. She's actually she's putting herself through college. She's literally doing what they're she supposed is. to be doing. She is. God bless her. Yes, hats right? off to her. Like, I had a. I was in Vegas one time, and uh, I, I I just got there with my buddy, and we were checking in, and I was playing this like Wheel of Fortune type game, right? And uh, like like the thing took off right and this girl walked up to me and she's like oh my god you just won a bunch of money and i was like you're fucking right i won money i just won 35 dollars you know that's like (laughs) that's like half a buffet right and uh she goes she goes uh you you want to have some fun i was like i'm already having fun right i'm about to go see david copperfield and uh, she goes, no, I need some naked fun, Ooh. right? And then I was like, you know, then I had to pause, you know, because this girl's probably pushing about maybe like 250, right? And like, I was thinking, I was like, Man, my, my wheelchair's got like a weight limit on it. Um, <laughs> and I'm not making fun of her. There's literally, if you get under my wheelchair, there's this tag that has a fucking weight limit on it, okay? Uh, and uh, then I was like, you know, you know, they charge by the hour. You know, I only got thirty-five dollars. It's gonna take me like forty-five minutes to get my pants off. You know, um, and uh, so I was just like, nah, you know what? Um, better idea. I got an extra ticket to Dave Copperfield. Why don't we go check him out? We'll see if he can make about 50 pounds disappear off your ass, and then we'll talk. And, uh, it was a horrible, horrible thing to say. And, but I, I think that she probably realized that her life was so far down in the dumps and that she was probably a horrible, horrible hooker that she had to ask a guy in a wheelchair you know as her last resort you know like nobody else right it's like all right dude bucket list right like let's go ask that guy and uh then 
you know, so I'm hoping that, you know, she went to like an AA meeting, she got clean, you know, went to gym. She's probably in med school now, so maybe I saved her yeah, life. I don't so know. You, you met her at MCC. No, no, he's yeah, in her Vegas. Oh, no, this one, yeah, that it's was. Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, so she turned her life around, went to MCC. That's what Mark yeah. said. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, maybe, maybe you turned her around and. I hope so. That's what I'm here doing. Yeah, you're making to everyone that's listening. I'm I'm here to I'm here to motivate you to stick to your dreams. Don't give don't in. Give up. Don't give up. Don't settle. I'm just. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. Oh my god. So there are a few questions that we've uh, been storming up on. Uh, things we want to ask on our show uh, and, and uh, if you don't mind uh, being a guinea pig uh, for some of this uh, you're our first, you're our first one yes Great. to start asking some of these no questions no I know right some are yes or no some are you know it's just depending on uh, yeah. how much you want to get with dialect and things like that mm. uh, the first one I think we kind of already covered this uh, but uh, what what is your favorite adult site Oh, oh shh. Shh, shh, shh! He's got he's got the ramp people around. You know, I'm gonna pass. Gonna have to say. <laughs> I know. I'm just thinking. What's oh, my gotcha, favorite so. site? I don't give a shit about them. Yeah, my life's <laughs> over. Right. Uh, There's no hope for me. Um, you know, honestly, I I. And this is the god honest truth. Like, and there's nobody else around right now. Like, I don't watch a lot of porn. I don't. I, oh. I mean, I don't. Like, you know, I remember back in the day when you're the kid, and you know, they had like the blurry lines, and you tried to like, mm -hmm. you know, like, see, see a boob or something. You know, and you got all excited and shit like that. Um, and then I, I actually knew some friends that were on that like couch casting one, you know, the back room mm -hmm. couch casting. So that was really fucking Wait, awkward you, you watching the, that shit. Girls or the um, guys? No girl. No, right? Yeah, good, like the originals, like you know, some of the original ones. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and so um, that was kind of fucking awkward. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I don't know, man. I, I don't think I could like have a friend and then just you know. Hey, what you do Saturday night? I don't know. Suck some dude's dick on a camera. Like twelve hundred bucks. It's, it's never gonna go anywhere. No one will ever see it. And it's just like, yeah. Wait till I pass this around at the bar. Okay, uh, people will see the shit. No. Um, but yeah, I, I I really don't. Honestly, God honest truth, I really don't. Um, every now and then, like you know, there's fucking Game of Thrones on, and there's you know, yeah, shit. There you go, HBO, whatever, whatever HBO and Skinamax have on. Skinamax, um, nice. Yeah, yeah. This next question. Uh, we have a running skit on the show. Uh, we've been around a couple of years, and uh, before we started really implementing guests uh, on the show, we uh, started doing making fun of some conspiracies. One conspiracy out there is, uh, is Australia real? 
a couple of our episodes, we did have a couple people from Australia on uh, similar like this video conferencing, and we literally asked them that question. If Australia uh, was real. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and and um, basically their flat yeah. earther thoughts. Yeah. They're, so they're... they're surprise what, what you know their their what answers i guess was a little uh off key but if the flat earther conspiracy is true do you think that australia is a real place <laughs> and you got you kind of got to think it through right you got to fly on a plane for 18 hours at some point you're going to fall asleep do you really go to australia <laughs> oh jesus oh that was good. That was a good way to set that up. Well, then where else do you go? Well, shit. I don't know. Argentina. I mean, okay, because like you could fake, you could fake the moon, right? Like you could fake, you could fake landing on the moon. Okay, I could get that, right? But how are you gonna fake? It's got to be real, bro. Come on, dude. This is bullshit. <laughs> like, it's got to be real. You guys is, this making, is this making you think a little bit? Because maybe. No, I'm, no. No, I'm just thinking, how could you logistically get millions of people in buildings in one place and then just be like, hey, like, pretend to be. Yeah. Yeah. Pretend to be Australian. Here's you your know, here's And your, here's when, your, here's your when short bus comes to town, you know, like. <laughs> So then, okay. So then, uh, then you gotta ask yourself, who liberated them in World War Two? <laughs> All our soldiers went over there, right? Are you guys fucking that's up? Good. They did. That's no, good. I like great. it. No, that that is a that's, that's great answer. We haven't heard an answer that way presented to us that way. So you're like, no, it's fake, or it's from, not from fake. from a non-person who says they live there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, like, it's always been my dream to go to Australia. Me like, too. I hope I go know. there. But yeah, I want to go too. One day. Where did Tim Bateman come from? Tim Bateman's from Australia. Thor. Now, you just mentioned uh, the moon and faking a landing on the moon. Yeah. Uh, if <laughs> to This is going to be a weird segue, I guess. But uh, if. <laughs> You had the opportunity, which if Elon Musk has his way, it seems like it's going to be sooner than later. Uh-huh. Uh, you, It was just you. You got one ticket. Would you take a one-way trip to Mars? Fuck yes. Ticket? You don't even have to finish. Like, I <laughs> okay. I would be like, hell yeah. Like, I'm, I'm out of here, bro. Like, because you got to think about it this way, too. It's like, not only am I the first disabled person in space yeah. also the first crippled on Mars so <laughs> if I get to Mars first right and the Martians are actually there they're gonna think that all humans are crippled oh, and man. then I could be like ha 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 fuck you walkers we won and then I could talk the Martians into like taking over you assholes oh nice that is so hilarious. You, you would want to be in the first flight there because I'm wondering, like, there's not going to be any ramps. It's going to be a shitty terrain for you. Oh, no, I'm going to be stuck. I'm going to die yeah. like day one. You're going to have to have like but, a rover. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You. you know, or one of the, like a, like a helipack or some there shit. You know. Yeah. Right. They're not uh, that then. You're just, like, yeah. Float, you're like, you're floating I, the whole yes. time. Yeah. yeah. Just, just going. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. Dude. 
I'm, I'm so down. Like, I even tweeted Elon Musk earlier before this that they were like, uh, he put that Neuralink thing in the monkey, right? And it was oh. playing Pong with its brain. You know, did you guys see that? No, I haven't seen that. Yeah, they no, have, he's seen. got a company called Neuralink, right? Uh, and yep. they put a chip in a pig's brain and it was predicting its movements before it moved. And then he just put a chip in a monkey's brain that they're playing Pong, right? With his brain and he's moving the screen. And then he like uh, tweeted something about Neuralink will uh, be put in people with paralysis and they'll be able to text faster than somebody using their hand with their mind. And I tweeted back, I call bullshit. Let me please, try. Let me try, please send me. Let me be first. Yeah. Uh, put that shit in like my head. Make my legs work so I can run as far away as possible. <laughs> to the flame. Desert yeah. Flame. Past the flame, bro. The flame. Fuck the desert flame. Yeah, right. Now we now we did talk about you know the Australia being one of our conspiracies. Uh, you have a favorite conspiracy uh, that you like to ponder on or talk about or anything like that. You know, I I think the one. I mean, I don't know if it's so much a conspiracy anymore because it's starting to come out, right? Because, <laughs> like, I mean, I'm just saying, it's starting to come out, like, the whole, like, you know, extraterrestrials, aliens, mm. and, you know? It's yeah. like, now, like, now, you know, okay, so I grew up, like, super religious, right? Like, in a Bible church and, you know, like, church every Sunday, you know, Christian school. It's probably why I'm so fucked up right now. Um, but, uh you know, you're taught, like, God created everything, right? And, you know, heavens and earth and everything like that. And I'm not saying he didn't, but there's some things where you're just kind of like, how could they have done this, right? Like, if it yeah. wasn't for extraterrestrial, I mean, it just, like, I, I don't know. I, it seems like there's got to be some kind of intervention, whether that be divine or not. You know, mm -hmm. there, there's there is some type of intervention that is not man-made. Agreed. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like you look at some of the, um, and that's probably another reason why I'm so messed up from the pandemic. I watched a lot of ancient aliens. Uh. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you watch it, and then I started watching other shit. I I'm glad I didn't go down, like, the giant conspiracy rabbit hole. Like, mm -hmm. there was a couple things where I was just kind of like, I, I, I kind of like to troll people a little bit with them, you know, yeah, like the yeah. the Bobolinsky, yeah. like the Bobolinsky thing that came out, and it's just like, but he has proof, you know, he's got yeah. these text messages, and you know, just kind of like just messing with people. But um, yeah, that, that whole QAnon shit, you know. So, so to piggyback hey. off off of that question, do you think it's weird though now that the government's now trying to say? that ufos are real like they're coming out and saying like oh yeah we've seen things and like they're putting reports out like it's almost making it more like almost legit they're almost, setting right? it up yeah they're, they're like, setting saying, it up because they can't the, they couldn't yeah they're getting really yeah. ready yeah they couldn't do they couldn't do it 
I mean, they could get away with it back when before social media and the internet, right? Like yeah. before social media and the internet, you might see like a newspaper story or something, or have three days later, some cr- yeah, some crazy drunk uncle who thought he saw like a you know a, a UFO, and you're just like, all right, Uncle Buzz is drunk again, you know. <laughs> um, but um, now with social media and everything. But, you know, Elon Musk, like, I was listening to, when he was talking about it, he was kind of like, you know, it's, it's kind of crazy how, like, with the cameras that we have and cell phones, like, all the pictures of UFOs are still shit. That is right? true. Other than the radar, you know? So that's, that, that's kind of, that's kind of weird. So, like, you think about, like, that, but then... You know, now it's you got internet, you got social media, you got these shows that you know people are hooked on. But you you know though to combat that argument about the cell phones, how come when I see we have a super moon or a blue moon or a red moon or whatever moon is out there, it's gigantic in my peripheral, but when mm-hmm. I go to take my phone, it is still shit non-existent. <laughs> Oh, did they really make phone cameras better? Oh, Mark's Mark's mad at Apple. What's that sound? Like? <laughs> Somebody forgot his password. Yeah, someone someone's locked out uh, of his phone right now. I know how that goes. Yeah, I I don't know, dude. You're asking the wrong guy this question. No, I, know, I, know, I mean, I sit three feet high. Everything in my peripheral is like gigantic. <laughs> yeah, no. No, hell no. Could you imagine if I was though? Like, shit. Could you imagine that survey? Yeah. Uh, You imagine like take my survey after the call, right? And the guy's uh, just like, "Honey, there's no button for uh, couldn't understand what the fuck he was saying. Like, what do I do? Give him a five. Send him back to the Indian guy. Yeah, right. Send me back to the Indian guy. I don't understand what he's saying." No, but Can God bless, God bless, hey, God bless handicapped people that get out there and do jobs. So I'm not, agreed, but I agreed. mean, I, I think if, if I did it that way, I would, I would try and make it through a whole call, but I don't think I could. I, I would probably laugh too hard. Like that, that actually brings me to my next question. <laughs> Good. We're off of the whole, what's peripheral, what's big yeah, right? in your eyes. Get, camera, <laughs> camera fucking top. Yeah. Yes. You weren't doing comedy uh, right now, uh, or your you know your career was comedy. You, wh- what do you think would be the alternate? Like, what what what's the alternate universe short bus doing? You know, I you know I thought about that like growing up. You know, like what am I gonna do? You know, because I mean it's not like I could be a roofer. You know, or fucking lift shit at Home Depot you know um, so it was kind of trying to think of what would I be good at right how could I make a living so I could be independent you know and then I'd I'd always toss out like ideas of you know I want to be a lawyer you know because I I love arguing you know I, I love like finding lies in people you know what I mean like I love finding that shit and um, I love movies like that. So that was one of them. Um, like 
I actually went to ASU for uh, radio and TV broadcasting. So I kind of wanted to do radio, you know, with like, like Holmberg and those guys and then, or on TV, you know, um, like sports or, you know, we're just being a disabled anchor, right? Like <laughs> it was the dumbest no, thing ever. No, I mean, um, and then one time I wanted to be a kicking coach. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> I literally asked an AC coach. No, I literally asked an AC football coach. I was like, I was probably like eight or nine, right? So you and were, I had you one were of those... ready for comedy then. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But but I was like, I was like eight or nine, and I used to go back to where like the players would come out after the games and like get autographs and stuff like that. So I kind of would see the coaches every week and talk to them, and they talk to me and. Um, so I remember one time I was like, I'm going to ask him if I could be the first disabled kicking coach, right? Because I was like, I can't do anything else, right? But my legs don't work either. So I mean, it's like, what? he just like looked at me like, yeah, sure, buddy, follow your dreams. You know, reach for the stars. Um, <laughs> I'm the, ooh, sorry about that. Um, you can't get your arms up. Um, um, yeah, kick- I, I would... God. And, and then you would like show like how you should kick like do like yeah like, like spin my chair around yeah we're gonna tie some i got a plan that's gonna help every kicker be the best i'm gonna tie weights to their legs <laughs> like just stupid um you know but i think I think doing like motivational speaking mm-hmm. things like that um i like speaking uh for like aa meetings um just i don't know like i love being on stage you know i, I think a lot of people thought i was gonna follow like in my dad and my brother's footsteps you know and become like a pastor and you know have a church and stuff like that and it's probably what i should have done i probably could have helped a lot more people um but um that wasn't my path you know and so i think if i can help people like in some way or another you know then that's i'd be happy i mean i've had a lot of great experiences you know i mean right out of high school i started i was working for the arizona cardinals you know for five years so it was kind of like cool this is great i'm like working in sports you know um, so I've experienced that, and teach it wasn't great. I mean, I had its moments. Yeah, to teach them how to kick. Yeah. Wow, wow. Um, shit, man. No wonder yeah, they, but... they were making field goals. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's good. Um, now you talk. You just mentioned uh, you you spoke or you have spoken in front of uh, AA meetings and things like that, and. Uh, I, I don't know if this might be a little touchier or or not. I, it's just depending if, if you don't want to talk about it, feel free to just tell me to shut up. Fuck you. Uh, yeah. Uh, the last time that we heard you on KUPD, it seemed like there was uh, something going on, right? And, and essentially they, they had gotten you off the air when you showed up. Uh, had it, did that trigger going to AA and, and things like that or... or 
Like, uh, have you been going to AA for a while, or, or can you give us more details? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, for a while, I was like, I was really embarrassed about it. Um, I think it was more of uh, just a kind of for people who are listening who don't know me. Um, so for a long, long time, I was battling like severe depression, right? And it was, you know, it was almost like I was using my disability as a crutch to like you know when people would say like oh well you know he's in a wheelchair i drink too you know it's like hell yeah that means i can drink and do whatever you know the hell i want and you know i was doing comedy and it was like a party every weekend you know and it was traveling a lot you know just i and you know it just kind of grew and got worse over time and then you know instead of being the funny disabled comic i was turning into like the drunk disabled comic and you know so but at that time i was so far into it that i just didn't care you know it's kind of like you know i'll do what i'm good i'll do what i do you know you all worry about yourselves you know but then they're the ones that are picking me up and putting me back in my chair and you know so it was very it was very hard you know the the depression and things just grew and you know at the time um my fiance and i um uh to preface it um i my whole life being disabled all i wanted was to have a family Right. Like, I remember, like, telling my mom as a kid, like, growing up, and, like, we would pray at night, like, you know, that I would meet someone and I'd be able to have kids of my own because I just wanted to be a normal person. Right. And when I got into college, I realized that shit wasn't real. You know, like, it was a lot of, you know, waking up, you know, and realizing that the world doesn't give, you know, shit about it you know you are you're just another disabled person right and you know so it just grew over time the depression and you know stuff like that and uh so my fiance um we found out she was pregnant and so i was like so excited i was the happiest guy in the world you know um and then unfortunately she miscarried and the day we found out was the night before i was supposed to go into the radio um to promote a show yeah so we obviously were like very heartbroken um you know i was drinking heavily all like night i you know i should have stayed home but you know when you when you think you're a functioning alcoholic you're not a functioning alcoholic right like yeah, no. you know when you when you trick yourself to think oh yeah i can get through you know this interview and they'll just think i'm wacky or whatever you know and then you find out you're not um so yeah i went in and i i was drunk and um it was on the air and they originally asked me to leave and then holmberg brought me back on um and then i think just a lot of like the emotions and the alcohol and everything just collided um you know and i had a meltdown i mean i'm human you know i I have feelings too and you know it was it was wrong of me to go in there and waste their time but in the end it ended up being one of the best things that happened to me um because that night 
I mean, we're talking like that night. A lot of people don't know. So that night after that radio show and everything, like I literally wrote like a note to my fiance. It says, you have permission to kill me with this knife, right? Like slit my throat. I don't care. I'm done. Right. Um, And so, you know, thank God she didn't. Um, But yeah, I, I went to rehab that night. I went to the hospital that night. Um, and you know, I got, uh, you know, clean and sober and, you know, um, and you don't just staying straight, you know, and it's, but yeah, I mean, um, we actually went back on about a year after or six months or so, uh, both me and her went on, uh, Holmberg and, you know, we talked about it and addressed it and, you know, and I love those guys to death, you know, I mean, in, in a sick, twisted fucking way, like Holmberg <laughs> saved my life, saved my life, you know, I'll never tell him that. So edit the shit out. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm joking. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've been fighting. Yeah. I, I had been. I'd been fighting it for a long time, you know? And that was like the second time like I went to rehab because I'd gone to rehab before that and then relapsed. And then that's when all that stuff happened. And, you know, so I mean, it. sometimes your worst moments end up being the best moments of your life in the end looking back um i wouldn't change anything um yeah i wouldn't change anything um i'm just kidding um yeah so that's that's basically what happened and so i'm thankful to them and you know i've gotten a lot of you know support from his listeners um just people that i think I could tell truly care about me, even though I don't know them. Um, I felt like, you know, I was a part of their, and I wasn't on every day. It was like once every other, you know, few months or whatever. But I, I still have people now, like you said, recognize me or, you know, I have people hear me talk and they're just like, Hey, are you sure? I was like, do my neighbor next door, like shit, a kitten when he found out who I was, like, it was the weirdest <laughs> thing. I swear to God, you guys, he literally, when I moved in, he was talking to me and he, you know, he was asking me what I do. And I started talking about comedy and then, um, and then I said, yeah, I was doing um, he's like, hey, you ever listen to Holmberg? You know, I listen to them every day and blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, yeah, you know that guy Short Bus? And he's like, yeah, I love that guy. And I go, yeah, that's me. And he's like, holy shit. Like, swear to God. He's like, are you hiding from your fans out here? Is that why you moved? And I'm like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's definitely it, bro. Um, but no, it's it's nice. You know, it, it really helped lift me, you know, in my tough times it was you know i did repair a lot of burn bridges but well that, that story your story though is very inspiring i mean it should you know for those listening and if they're in in a spot like that you know, there is light at the end of the tunnel you, you just gotta make you know. yeah i mean it you just gotta like accept it to do it i mean you have to not what I want to say. Um, (laughs) 
you have to be open to do it, you know, because a lot of times I'll get text messages from people and just be like, dude, I'm, I'm, I want to quit. How, how did you do it? And, you know, and then I ask them the normal questions like how much do you drink? How often do you drink? You know, like, you know, because if a friend of mine's like, I'm drinking like 10 drinks a day every day, then I'm like, hey, you want to quit? You need to go to the hospital first. You know, you need to detox. Hey, you need detox. Yeah, you know. Um, and uh, like, so then they kind of like, yeah, well, I'll, I'll, I'll think about it, and you know, I'll ask them. I'll be like, are you drunk right now? You know, that's the main thing I ask. Are you drunk right now? Because we always want to quit when we're drunk. You know, like when when we just made an ass out of ourselves at the bar and got kicked out. You know, we all want to quit. You know, it's like where's the AA meeting? Um, it's yeah. My neighbor tried to quit. Um, he he goes to AA. You know, gets the chips right. Like he does, but he you know still drinks. Yeah, yeah. Every day. Is he trying to build his poker collection? Is I don't know. Man. <laughs> I don't know. Um, you know, and that program helps a lot of people, you know. I, I some people like either they think it's too religious or, or whatever. And you know, for me it's it's almost like free therapy, you know, because I can go in there and I mean shit, it's not like I, people are gonna know who I am if they know me. It's not like I can go in a different wheelchair and somebody's like, Is that <laughs> a short bus over there? No, no it's a different chair. Um <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny when I was when I was an alcoholic, and I'd, I'd always watch like Intervention, right? Oh. And, and but then instead of being like, I don't want to go down that way, I was more like, well, I'm not really drinking motor oil yet. You know, I think I'm good. Yeah, maybe I'm not that bad of an alcoholic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not a hand sanitizer. No. Um, We're yeah, in so, now, so you can't. <laughs> right, right. So, um, uh, I lost my thought. Um, oh yeah, I would always think like I'm not that bad, right? Oh, and, yeah. and but you are, you know, and it's when I realized it was just destroying my family you know and losing the the thing i love doing most which is performing you know it, it was like i i gotta get i mean i was almost dead i was like 50 enzymes away from cirrhosis wow. like i was literally on that line where they were like you drink again you're gonna die right and so uh, that that doesn't wake you up then I went and bought a lotto ticket. Lost. <laughs> well, I, I do apologize for derailing the fun times. No, it's good. No, I, I want to talk about this. I mean, I, I love talking about this because it's not this. A lot of people get. Well, a lot of people get a. I, I think they think of me in a different way because it's like it's almost like they're expecting you to be on all the time right like sometimes yeah. I'll, I'll get asked to do a podcast and you know they're they'll think I'm, I'm coming in doing this wacky bullshit and then i'll i'll flip it on and just be like hey 
let's talk about real shit you know like i mean why mental health isn't being addressed especially in the comedian like world right now is i mean dude we're all assholes i mean seriously i mean the reason we do comedy is because we either hate our lives or we're fucked up in the head right yeah and then you take that away from comics it's like taking away people's heroin you know i mean you're taking away people's drugs and i've seen a lot of comics you know crack and you know you saw guys who were ODing and you know committing suicide and things like that and why people aren't really speaking out about it and just pretending like it's not there it's pretty sad to be honest yeah. it's pretty sad because last thing i want to see is one of my good comic friends die because you know nobody offered to help or you know they just expected them to be just you know funny all the time but i mean i think it's yeah i don't think people i i think because they see us on stage for like 15 minutes and that's all they think and see us and know us as but yeah like, until they see something in the news exactly yeah. we're just mm-hmm. well i i don't mean to i don't mean to to stop the the conversation the great conversation that we're having actually it, this entire thing has been a great time what was that um but Continue. we got to start wrapping everything up with the show. Uh, short bus, if you could just tell us, you know, yeah, now where we can, can we follow the you? conversation? Um, yeah. Where do we get yeah. our own chair? Where are you going to be next? There you go. No, he's still talking. You don't even know he's froze. Oh, 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 I was froze that whole time. You were frozen the whole time when you tried to shut me down. God said you cannot do this to a disabled person. Oh, the whole time. Wow. The whole time. The whole time. Uh, Last thing we heard was, hate to cut this show. (laughs) All right. Sounds good. Uh, Again, appreciate that you came on, man. This has been the Amigos PC. Make sure to like, subscribe, and review us on all your podcasting platforms. Visit us at AmigosPC.net for our entire library of content and Amigos merch. Till next time, adios.